Welcome to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why and how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for lending me your ears. Today, I want to talk about how do you use case studies to close a deal? Hmm, the topic not a lot of people cover. How do you use case studies to really move a sale forward. Well, let me give you some elements of what a good case study should have or should be. First, a case study should be from the same industry or market segment from which the clients you're talking about. In other words, if you're talking to a client in the plumbing industry, you wanna talk about that type of case study. If you're talking about something in the SaaS industry, software as a service, you wanna talk about a case study that has to do with that. So make sure your case study is aligned with the market, person, customer, client you're talking with. Number two, it's gotta be believable. Oh, this is a good one. This is something you really need to kind of hone in on. When you do a case study or when you share a case study with a client, you gotta make sure it's believable within the range of believability. For example, if the results are so good, in other words, they're so good, they're so high, the return on investment is incredible, you know, there might be some skepticism there, like, well, you know what, I, I'm sure it works, but it probably, you know, it probably won't work for me, because that sounds like a little bit too exaggerated. Now, the problem is, if you aim too low, the results are not as good, and they're actually somewhat reasonable. People say, yeah, I mean, those are good results, but you know what, I would want more. That's not worth my time. So an art in finding the right case study is to make it believable, find a range of performance KPIs that people actually believe. Again, if you aim too high and it seems too far-fetched, they're not buying it. But if it seems too low, then it's not worth doing. They're not buying it either. So that's the trick, finding something right in the middle. Also, find a case study, build a case study that tells a story. Talk about the problems they had. Talk about the different things they tried and then talk about how your solution actually helped them, again, with reasonable results. So that's, those are three things to look for in a case study. Now, here's some more embedded elements that should be in there. Keep in mind that as you show a case study or share a case study with somebody, typically the person has some objections mentally as to why they won't buy your product or service. For example, somebody may look at your product or service as, you know what, I don't think it works. Or how about this objections? I don't think it'll work. And if it does work, I mean, it won't work for me or my company. Or they'll think maybe it's too expensive, not worth return on investment. Or how about this objection? You know what, I believe it works, but you know what, it just won't work here. I don't think our people will use that. Our team will buy into that. So those are the objections. So if you know that those are the objections that people typically have, so I want you to list out three to five objections people typically have, and what I want you to do is that within your case study, those objections should be blocked. Now, for those of you who know me and know me well, you know I don't believe in overcoming objections. I believe in blocking them because it's more effective. So block the objections within your case study. Said another way, if you know what the resistance to the case study or the case study results are gonna be, then embed blocking objections within that case study. For example, if somebody says, is thinking or maybe thinking, yeah, that works, but it won't work here, in other words, they don't believe it'll be adopted, then maybe within the case study, you can talk about how initially clients were resistant, right? Resistant, the employees within that company were resistant to your solution, but with great training, and when they figured out it was easy to use, 
Adoption rates went through the roof, right? Something reasonable. So again, learn to embed uh, the objection blockers in the actual case study. So a quick review of what I talked about. Find a case study that's within the same industry or market segment. Make it believable when you highlight results. Also, tell a good story how other companies had this problem similar to yours, tried different things, didn't work, but they came across yours and it began to work. Also, think about the objections, those mental objections people have for not wanting to buy your product or service, and then embed those blocks into the actual case study. And if you don't know how to do this, check out my course within the Sales Velocity Academy called Blocking Objections. I walk you through a whole structure, how to do it, and how to do it correctly. If you do all this and you use the case studies in the right way, you're gonna see your ability to be able to close more deals or get the customer at least to come down the journey path with you towards buying is gonna become that much easier easier. And that is it for this Sales Influence Podcast. Leave me some feedback on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, Pandora, Spotify, wherever you find me. I always like to hear what you have to say. Also, if you haven't done so already, as I've mentioned, check out the Sales Velocity Academy. Go to salesvelocityacademy.com. Again, over 50 courses, 500 plus videos. If you want to sell more effectively, especially blocking objections, check out salesvelocityacademy.com. Lastly, I want to thank you for listening. This is Victor Antonio always reminding you, selling ain't hard when you know how. Take care.